0: Settle in and get ready for spoilers, because this film is lit. Sometimes love is blind, and sometimes it's a crazy mega-billionaire with an uber-controlling mom. It's Crazy Rich Asians, and this film is lit. Hello and welcome back to this film's lit, the podcast where we talk about movies that are based on books As the intro stated, this episode is about the 2018 hit rom-com Drum Crazy Rich Asians <laughs> uh, Most rom-coms are also drums, but uh, <laughs> Sort of inherent in the, in the, in the genre But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Crazy Rich Asians is what we're talking about this week Katie, you read the book, we're back to normal
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I did not. We watched the film last night, and before we get started, uh, there will be spoilers throughout, including in our first segment, Let Me Sum Up. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. If you have not seen the film, or watched it, if you have HBO right now to watch Game of Thrones, one, I'm sorry, and two... (laughs) not gonna get into that uh and two if you're enjoying it i am i'm glad for you i don't i haven't hated it it's well again no it's not i don't want to don't even want to get into it but uh uh two crazy rich asians is available to watch on hbo now slash go uh but first katie you're gonna summarize the book what well, you read. actually,
1: what I'm going to do is read the back of the book. Okay, that works. Because I don't think there's any way I could summarize this in less than 10 minutes.
0: All right. Well, then let's just go with the back of the book, and I'll try to do the movie here in a second. Go for All it. Right.
1: When New Yorker Rachel Chu agrees to, on a summer in Singapore to visit her boyfriend's traditional Chinese family, she expects the trip to be re- relaxing, if a little dull. She has no idea. Nick's childhood home is a palace, He grew up riding in more private planes than cars. Oh, and Nick just happens to be one of Asia's most eligible bachelors. And his formidable mother isn't so sure Rachel is the right one for him.
0: All right. That was succinct. Uh, Okay. So the movie Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, Nick and Rachel are a young, hot New York couple. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: Rachel is a professor of game theory at NYU. And Nick is... Uh, handsome um, <laughs> Well I have questions about that We'll talk about it later They've been dating for about a year uh, Nick decides hey he's from uh, Singapore uh, She's a first generation Second generation Chinese immigrant Chinese American immigrant um, uh, She, He goes hey I want you you know I've been dating for a year I want you to come visit my family My best friend's getting married in Singapore Yeah, We should go and you'll meet my family and everything Blah 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 Let's do that so they go she gets over there, she meets his family, uh, also meets uh, up with her friend who she was in college with, who's also from Singapore and lives in Singapore. Um, a lot of hijinks ensue. Uh, she finds out as she's oh, on the way over there that Nick comes from a very wealthy Singapore business family, uh, literally like billions of dollars. Um old money very traditional uh and that's sort of the crux of the drama of the film is that she's this sort of um no name no yeah,
1: body she's normal. a
0: normal person uh from america and she is chinese uh, and like i said like first generation but um she's not you know from a big old rich family which his his very traditional mother nick's very traditional mother wants him to uh, be with a, a a a name, a daughter who wants to marry to an, another, you know. Someone sort of, from their circle. Some somebody from their their level, uh, you know, another mm-hmm. upper crust top one percent rich family um, <laughs> to merge their families like the Baratheons and the Lannisters. Um and so she's upset with her and there's kind of a, a lot of back and forth between them about her trying to prove that she's worthy and blah blah blah. Ultimately uh Nick proposes to her after a bunch of nonsense happens. uh She turns him down though, but then turns this around on the mother and tells her, "Look, Nick proposed to me, but I said no, and I want you to know that you know uh when you looking in the if in the years from now when you have a uh, Nick's with whoever he marries, know that that a life he has and that you have that you wanted him to have is because of me and because I told him no. Uh, and she uh, will talk about why she then decides to give Nick her blessing to marry Rachel. He stops her on a plane, proposes, and they live happily ever after until the sequel, I'm sure. When <laughs> I'm sure more drama happens. Um, but that's basically kind of the plot. And there's lots of extravagant parties mm-hmm. uh, in the meantime. So that's the rough plot of Crazy Rich Asians. Let's get into. Uh, do we have uh, Guess Who? Yes, we do. Sweet. Let's do Guess Who.
1: Who are you? No one of consequence. I must know. get used to disappointment. Okay. Hey. So we have six. Um, I narrowed this down a lot. We could have done. There's a lot of characters. Because
0: the family, there's there like. There
1: are even more characters in the book. I can imagine. And everyone gets a description. Everyone.
0: I can imagine. <laughs>
1: Um, but I have narrowed it down to six.
0: I'm going to be bad with names, because some of them I feel like we only got their name once yeah. when they were first introduced, but I, I I will do my best to describe which character I'm talking about. Okay.
1: All right. Okay. Everything about her, from the dewy, just-back-from-a-morning-run-on-the-beach complexion to the obsidian black hair that stopped just short of her collarbone, conveyed a natural, uncomplicated beauty.
0: Well, the natural, uncomplicated beauty sounds uh, like Rachel. Um, based on that description, uh, and she does have shorter hair than like Astrid and uh, many of the other um, of Nick's relatives have, like longer, um, sort of maybe more traditional hair. Where hers is a little more short and fun. Uh, And it does stop probably about her collarbone. So I'm going to say that that's Rachel.
1: It is a description of Rachel.
0: Boom. That was probably going to be maybe the easiest one, if I had to guess. Maybe not. Uh, Maybe her friend might be easy, potentially. We'll see.
1: Okay. Unlike the other fellows with their regulation Indian barbershop haircuts, he had perfectly tousled black hair, chiseled Cantonese pop idol features and impossibly thick eyelashes.
0: Okay. So this could be Nick, but it also, I think the only person who has like tousled hair is his best friend who I can't remember his name of. Everybody else has sort of
1: his best friend was Colin,
0: Colin. Um, most of them, yeah, have that sort of like high and tight type of thing, uh I mean, which Nick kind of does in the movie, but I mean he's got tops a little longer um i I'm gonna guess that that's probably Nick
1: it is the very dreamy Nick,
0: okay, there you go. he's dreamy, he is dreamy
1: before her stood a striking woman in a trendy scoop neck top, black leggings. And ballet flats with fashionably shagged chin-length hair.
0: Shagged chin-length hair—that doesn't describe Astrid in the movie. She's very like glam and mm-hmm. like y It could be boy. There's so many characters in this movie. There's like <laughs> a million characters in this movie. Like it could be any one of the freaking uh, st- stepsisters. It could be the lawyer it could be um uh Colin's fiance uh it could yeah um i'm i'm going to say that that is Colin's fiance
1: it's actually Nick's mother oh it's eleanor interesting yeah. Her whole thing in the book is that she looks a lot younger than she is. Because hmm.
0: she doesn't look younger than she is in the movie. No, she, she It's what's that. I can't remember that actress's name. Um, but she's. I mean, she's great for the role because she plays a very great stern.
1: Yeah, she's very formidable.
0: Formidable uh, woman. But she doesn't strike me as young, that description in the movie. Mm-hmm. But.
1: Next to him stood a girl dressed in a lemon yellow and white striped tube dress that clung to her body like a sausage casing. Her hair extensions, false eyelashes, and frosty pink lipstick stood out dramatically. And as they approached, Rachel realized that the white stripes on the girl's dress were actually sheer, with her engorged nipples clearly showing through.
0: Well, that's not in the movie, but (laughs) who that would be is uh, this character, and I do not know her name. She wears a yellow dress and is very gaudy. Um, I I don't know her name. She's dating one of the brothers or cousins of Nick, and they eventually hoist her off onto um, one of Colin's groomsmen, who I don't remember his name. I don't know that. Like, I, know. I don't even. I, and they're did all, really, I,
1: You did a really good job sussing that out.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't know. Like, I don't know even know a lot of the people. Like their relations. I don't know that yeah. that Collins and that guy. I don't know if he's like a cousin or a brother or just a friend. Like, so I'm gonna say it's that girl though.
1: Um. So you're right. Okay. Her name is Kitty.
0: Kitty, um, I do not remember that. she was
1: with one of Nick's cousins. Cousins, okay,
0: that's what I thought it was. And they but...
1: foist her off onto Bernard, yeah. who's the really obnoxious guy. The obnoxious guy.
0: groomsman, but is, yeah. do we know his, rela- is he related? Or I don't just... think so, I okay. think they're
1: just family friends.
0: Yes, her, that was my, yes. <laughs> yep.
1: You are correct.
0: Okay, Kitty, I did not realize that was her name or nickname.
1: <laughs> and she wears that by the by this get up Does that she? i just described not in the movie um oh. but this this getup that i just described with like her nipples on display and everything she wears that to like a family dinner at nice. his grandmother's house nice really very classy very classy <laughs> okay next one one could say that her eyes were set too far apart and her jawline so similar to the men on her mother's side was too prominent for a girl. Yet somehow, with her delicate nose, bee-stung lips, and and long, naturally wavy hair, it all came together to form an inexplicably alluring vision. Astrid. That is Astrid. Yep. Nailed
0: that one. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily exactly match the actress, uh, uh, Gemma Chan, I believe, plays Mm her in the movie, but the... (sighs) The, 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 the nature, that description matches her character. Yeah. Maybe less so than the actual, um, actress who plays her. But something about that description very clearly screams Astrid to me.
1: Yeah, she's supposed to be, like, incredibly beautiful, but, like, uniquely beautiful. And,
0: And, 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 and that's also described in sort of a, um androgynous way to some Mm -hmm. extent where she has some masculine more you know traditionally masculine features like her Mm -hmm. jaw and that sort of thing and her eyes maybe uh, to the point where yeah that that to me feels like what astrid is supposed to kind of like again very formidable um like a like a like a gwendolyn christie
1: (laughs) (laughs) or something i don't know okay last one
0: three right i think four three Bye, i've missed at least one you I got, missed I, eleanor yeah is so that the only one i missed yeah okay so I'm four one, for five yeah, we're four for five right now.
1: nice okay with her broad nose round face and slightly squinty eyes she was not a natural born raving beauty but what she was was one of those girls who knew how to make the most of what she had and what she had was was a voluptuous body and the confidence to pull off bold fashion choices.
0: Okay, so I'm assuming this might be Pangolin, but she doesn't have a voluptuous body in the movie. But she does have bold fashion choices. But she plays much more of a... almost like a tomboy kind of look in the movie to some extent. Uh, But she does have the confidence... I would say that that's probably Pangolin.
1: Is that how they pronounce her name? Peg-
0: I don't know. I have a question about Cause it later. It, okay.
1: Because so. in the book, Peg- it Peg? looks like it's pronounced Peglin.
0: Okay. They say Peglin, I thought. Or Peglin? Peglin, maybe? I don't know. Because it was something I... Because I have a question, and we'll talk about it shortly. Okay. But I have a question about how what her name is, because I wasn't sure in the movie. Because there's an animal called a Pangolin. Yeah. And I thought maybe that was like a nickname that they called her based on that animal or something. No,
1: oh, I don't... Okay. It's not in the book.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it very shortly here in my segment about what her name actually is, but I, it was either Peglin or Panglin. Peglin or something was what they called mm-hmm. her. Because I thought I she called her Peg sometimes for short, but I could be wrong. And I don't know. Is it her? Yes. All right, sure. all right cool.
1: Uh, she does not have short dyed blonde hair yeah. in the book. They, her hair is long and black. She, they. She wears it in like a high ponytail at one yeah. point
0: Yeah Alright, well that Was not bad, five or six no, Those no, were all like the main characters though. Yeah. You, I mean you probably could have picked a bunch I, of like obscure I could have
1: picked a lot of really obscure, obscure Cousins and stuff <laughs> that I would have
0: been like Argh. And just really thrown you
1: for a loop Yeah,
0: but those are all kind of main characters so it wasn't too bad Alright, let's move on to Was That In The Book
1: Nicholas Flamel is the only known maker Of the Philosopher's
0: Stone What? Honestly, don't you two read all right, uh, I have a fair amount of questions here. Mm-hmm. Um, try to get through them fairly quickly, so this isn't an forever long episode. Uh, this movie opens, which I thought was an interesting choice, and I like. I think I get it, uh, but it was. I thought it was interesting, and I was wondering if maybe that's like the first page of the book. It opens with a quote from Napoleon that says, um, uh, "Let China slumber for when they awaken, they will be formidable," or something like that. Basically, mm-hmm. like a quote of of Napoleon's. Uh, saying, let's not mess with China, because if we ever mess with China, it's going to get real, basically. (laughs) Like, they're a sleeping giant, essentially.
1: Um, Yes, that actually is in the book. Okay. Uh, The book is divided into three parts, and each part is prefaced with a different quote, and that particular quote is the opener to part three.
0: Okay. Yeah, because that's the only one in the movie. It's just the opening before the movie starts that shows up. They're not like... They don't have multiple, at least that I noticed in the mm-hmm. movie. So, okay, interesting. Um, and I, like I said, I think it I think it makes sense in the context uh, of the film. It was just a little like, before getting into it, I was a little like, well, I don't know. Yeah, it was just interesting. It was like uh, to start the movie that's like a rom-com with like a Napoleon quote about the sleeping <laughs> giant of China felt. But I, I think for the cultural touchstone that this film is and slash was, I can kind of see why they chose to include that. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Does, okay, so before they leave to go to Singapore, they're in a restaurant and they're having uh, dessert, and he invites her to come to Singapore to meet his family, and there's uh, a couple, uh, another couple, I guess they're cousins or something? uh, They're like
1: from the same social circle. The same
0: social circle in Singapore and in the same restaurant, and they overhear it and they notice it's Nick, and they like snap a picture, and then this gets bounced around the world. And like at instantaneously, his mother uh, gets texted and finds out that Nick is bringing a girl to the wedding. And and she she calls Nick while he's still at the restaurant with mm-hmm. Rachel after he asked her like you know min- mere minutes ago. Does that happen in the movie or in the book?
1: Um, sort of. I thought that was a cool scene. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. Um, And I, th- I thought it was like a kind of a cool, interesting representation of what kind of happens in the book. So it starts out similarly and they are spotted at the restaurant yeah. Um, by a couple of girls who are from his social circle in right. Singapore. Um, and... She does manage to snap a picture, but they don't actually find out who she is. Um, they think she's like a different Rachel Chu oh. for a while. Um, and his mom does find out like kind of through the grapevine, but it's not like Instantaneous. She doesn't call them while yeah, they're at the while restaurant. While they're still sitting there. But I think
0: I think that does it does work to sort of drive home.
1: Oh, it really drives home the point
0: the point uh, of how connected and sort of tight knit this community is and, mm-hmm. and everybody knows everybody and then everybody talks constantly and yes. to have it be that instantaneous thing. It's a little silly, but it works for the point they're trying to drive home yeah. in the film. So, okay. Uh, is Astrid notorious, or not notorious, but um, compulsive about hiding all of her millions of dollars that she spends on jewelry and clothes from her uh, her commoner husband?
1: Um, this is another sort of. It's not as intense as the movie. The movie shows amps it.
0: it up to kind of play yeah. it out in the yeah.
1: She does go shopping. Like she likes to buy like couture yeah clothing. Um, and she puts it all in a closet. Like they have a big closet. Um. But she's not like, oh my gosh, stashing it everywhere, stashing it like things. under
0: napkins in the drawer <laughs> yeah, in and, random like,
1: drawers, like was, on top I like, of. I was kind of like, uh, all right, in yeah. That scene. Um, I
0: yeah. mean, again, I, it's similar to the last one where it gets the point across. It's it's yeah. what you kind of have to do when you're when you're truncating. You know, this is what a four hundred page book or something. When you're yeah. trying to set up those kind of character or, or, or introduce those important character elements that are going to uh, inform what happens later in the story. It's mm-hmm. not the worst idea to amp it up to drive the point home. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But it 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 does make it a little more um it it, it takes the movie into a a a sort of, yeah, comical uh not farce, but like what's the word? Um almost a surreal like a uh I guess I guess it just it it just it feels overtuned to yeah. reality. Like
1: to me, having read the book, I guess, that part of it felt to me a little more like farcical and overtuned than the like than the text message. Yeah. Detective work right. felt.
0: Right. Okay. Um and this is where uh I have this question here. Is pegolin slash pangolin, and I have sick because I don't know which it is or what it is. Yeah, and so first the, question, the next
1: question, you called her Peg.
0: Yeah, because I swear <laughs> that's what her sister said, or what her what Rachel calls her is like Peg. So I, but I, but I only asked Pangolin, and I said, is she saying pang because, she, I, I there that's an animal. I knew that was an animal, yeah. and I was like, and I think it's an animal from Asia like from i thought like a ch- from china so i thought maybe it's just like a nickname for her like based on this animal or something mm-hmm. like calling somebody monkey or you know yeah or, or something i don't know um do you know okay. what her actual name is
1: Her name in the book is um it's it's two words Oh okay and it's P E I K
0: P E I K
1: and then L I N
0: Paiklin. Okay.
1: Paiklin or Paiklin. Peeklin. Peeklin. I'm trying to look up to find out exactly how it's pronounced. So. Well,
0: then in the movie, because in the movie to me, it sounds like they're saying Peglin. So they're yeah. probably saying Paiklin, Paiklin or Paiklin.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. Because that's
0: what I heard. I just I heard a G instead of a K.
1: Yeah, because they so. do say it really fast.
0: Yeah. So it's probably Paiklin.
1: Paiklin. Paiklin. Okay. I'll settle on that.
0: All right. That works. In the movie or in the book is, uh, once Rachel gets to China or to Singapore, uh, she meets up with Paiklin because again they were roommates in college, I believe, is what the mm-hmm. the premise is, um, and uh, she has lunch with them, and they are like obnoxious new money folks, and now the the moral that kind of comes around is that they end up uh, they seem really obnoxious at first, mm-hmm. uh, because they kind of just. Come out and say everything they're thinking, and like they're just super forward, and 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 it and it comes off as abrasive and obnoxious. But they end up being very um, uh, accommodating for her when she has her sort of uh, falling out with Nick's family later, and they end up being seeming becoming uh, realizing that they're very sincere people and 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 loving and that sort of thing. Although they're a little abrasive, Mm -hmm. Uh, at least that's how the movie kind of portrays them. Uh, But are they that new money? Like, oh, totally. they're eating like they're yeah. eating like KFC and McDonald's yeah. like on gold platters. And like they she says they make a joke about modeling that the their decor off Donald Trump's bathroom. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that's yes, that's from the book. OK, And that's what I figured, because, yeah, that is I know that's a the little I do know of the sort of um uh, the social situation. And they talk about it in the movie is that there's a lot of a whole lot of new money. Mm-hmm. in in Singapore and in China because of like tech companies and I, yeah. which I don't know what her her dad does exactly. Do you remember what they say? Um, they say it in the movie and now I can't remember. I don't
1: remember in the movie, in the book it's like real estate I think. Okay,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Well, I know uh, yeah, Rachel's family, or not Rachel, Nick family owns a lot of real estate because yeah. Astrid owns like, she's like, I own like 14 apartment buildings. Yeah, but and... they've
1: been doing it for a lot longer. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, so they're obnoxious new money, and yes. they eat like, yeah, like uh, chicken. Yeah, nuggets. Yeah, they are for... in the
1: book. They do eat chicken nuggets <laughs> off of like gold platters. Perfect. Yes. <laughs>
0: um, and then after that, Peg, uh, ha- a Peg, Peg, I, I don't know. I swear she calls her Peg, but I guess not. Um, has to decide uh, t- 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 says she'll drop Rachel off at Nick's family's for the party because she wants to see Nick's family's house because. She- Right. They're the they're the uh the chews and they're super rich or young's
1: They're the youngs. young's
0: um and they're super rich and uh she's always wanted to see their mansion because they're like one of the richest families in in Singapore or mm-hmm. whatever. And uh she gets there and then Nick invites her in, uh Pakling in, and she opens her trunk and has well, the trunk which is in the front on this Audi or whatever, and she has like a cocktail dress, a club dress. she has like a whole bunch of outfits and bags in her trunk, is that
1: no, no, that's
0: not in the book. <laughs> Cause I was like, she shows up there and she's wearing like, she's uh, like, wearing like animal, pr- animal like not even animal print. Like when I say animal print, I mean like it's print of animals yeah. on like, it's like on like pajamas. Or like,
1: something. Yeah, they look almost like, like pajamas.
0: pajamas. Uh, and I'm like, Are you gonna go into this fancy party like that? But she she has
1: she's got, she's got backup clothes. She's got it handled. Yeah. She's got it handled, she does don't have worry.
0: Backup clothes. Um <laughs> Okay, so no backup dresses in the trunk of her car. does she go to the party though? No, she no. doesn't get
1: invited. Okay. in.
0: I think that's fun. She's a fun character, so they yeah. probably wanted to yeah
1: I have, mix her I have up, a note about her later. mix
0: her up a little bit more in the stuff uh eventually, so the whole reason they're at this this party or at in Singapore is for uh Collins, which is Nick's best friend's mm-hmm. wedding uh and they go to his bachelor. They have a bachelor weekend, and Rachel goes with the girls uh and Nick goes with the guys. And the bachelor party is uh, set up by Bernard, the obnoxious dude. Yes. Um, the obnoxious douche. And he has set up this uh, <laughs> this bachelor party on a container ship in international waters. Is that where their bachelor party is in um, the book?
1: <laughs> I think they are on a boat for part of the bachelor weekend, but I don't recall that it was a container ship.
0: Okay. Because it's literally a container ship where, like, from the outside, other than the fact that it says uh, "Collins bachelor party, it just looks like a normal container ship, but it's like the containers are all missing in the middle, and it's like a party cave.
1: Yeah. It's It's wild. It's for privacy, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's
0: wild. And International Water's... I think the idea is like we can do all the drugs we want and it's legal because it's not under anybody. I don't know if that's actually true. Or I not, don't
1: know if that's true either. But it when seems you're like that it's rich, not. Everything is legal for true. you. True. So. When you have
0: enough money, it's you can do whatever the fuck you want. Um, which we'll talk about. But this movie, I'm not sure. Uh, comments on that as much as maybe oh, it should. I have
1: thoughts on. I'm it. not sure
0: this movie comments on sort of the wealth as yeah. much as it should.
1: I've, no i've I've got thoughts and I say that
0: i I don't want to hold it to a standard above something because there's a lot of movies that are a lot of in especially in this type of genre that don't
1: sure yeah you know what I mean yeah.
0: and so I don't want to hold it to an unfair standard in that regard like sex in the city movies I feel like a lot and that kind of stuff a lot of times don't aren't commenting on. Sort of the wealth and the wealth, of especially I've seen some of what sex in the city show. And that is, I mean, there may be episodes where it's kind of touched on, but most of the time that's not something yeah. that the show is like worried about commenting on. It's doing different things. And so I don't want to hold this movie to a different standard than, that, uh, you know, any any of the other media in the same genre. But it was one of those things. I don't watch a lot of that genre, so it's not something. But like for me, I was just like, man, ugh, all right. <laughs> um <laughs> All right, so uh maybe on a container ship in the international waters, but definitely at least on a boat. Uh so Rachel goes on the girls bachelorette party weekend and they're on like a private island. Right. And she meets up with this lawyer, the the family lawyer, uh I guess somebody's family lawyer. I guess it's um Colin's fiance's family lawyer maybe. Or I don't know, or the I don't or know who you're the young family about. lawyer. The she's a lawyer, the girl who she meets
1: the girl who used to date Nick.
0: Yeah, she says she's the oh, legal she counsel for the family. Counsel?
1: That's what I she says in her the movie. Saying that, I don't remember. I, sh- I don't think she says that in the book.
0: Oh, okay. Because yeah, I, she. I call her lawyer because she says I'm legal counsel for one of these families.
1: Okay, this yeah. is what she
0: says in the movie, and that's why I call her the lawyer. Um, but yeah, the she I mean, Angela I maybe you, I, uh, Mandy Mandy. Yeah, she used. I to, knew who
1: you were talking about okay. because of the question. But she
0: used to date. Um, yeah she used to date Nick but yes. she initially Sets it up like she's like I'm just the lawyer I'm just here because I'm like the lawyer I don't know It's what it sounded like I could be wrong and she seems Really down to earth at first and kind of connects with uh, mm-hmm. um, Rachel and they Kind of like hang out together but then uh, She like this whole Thing was a ploy and she's Actually there or she's actually Only drawing Rachel in so that She can sort of like drop Hints about how she's not Basically, kind of like poison her to the idea that she's not good enough to be with Nick, and then she we see her end eventually texting somebody, Mm -hmm. the other cousins or or somebody, some of the other girls, yeah, saying like, ah, I got her, like she's she's upset or whatever. Um does that does that character do the the same uh, um, <laughs> face turn heel?
1: Okay, so no,
0: no. um
1: there is a character in the book named Mandy that Nick previously had a relationship with. Um, but aside from like a couple tame digs, I thought they were fairly tame. um, she doesn't seem super interested in tormenting Rachel. Yeah, she's more like kind of got her own thing going on, right. Um but what the movie did was combine her with another character, oh, okay. Francesca, who is a huge bitch and gotcha. who does want to torment Rachel. Okay.
0: Cuz that was I that was a roller coaster for me cuz when that character was first introduced and they like hit it off in the airport and then like during the like that shopping spree and they're talking I was like I have a note about it in my odds and ends, but I was like yeah. where's the slash fic where <laughs> Rachel just runs off with this lawyer? Because they seem, they hit it off, and she seems like really down to earth and chill. And, and then at the same time that this is happening, we're cutting back and forth to um, Nick and his best friend, like, yeah. ditching the, the boat party to go sit uh, and drink beers on a thing. And they even make a joke about it in that scene. But I was like, where's the slash fake where John? Because they seem like a better match. They're from the same circles. Uh, uh, <laughs> Nick and and Colin are, like, from the same circles. They seem like a be, They're, like, best friends. They seem like a great match. And, and then Rachel and this lawyer, because the lawyer seems, again, kind of down to earth and not, like... Yeah. I thought the implication was that she's not from these same social circles. She's their lawyer, so that's, like... She runs with them because she's their lawyer, but not because she's like from that that was like the mm-hmm. vibe I got when she was introduced, and I may have completely misread that um and I was like, I want that slash they just they they each go their own ways and colin and and Nick run off and marry each other, and Rachel and this lawyer run <laughs> off and marry oh each God. other. but it's funny though because in the scene Colin makes a joke or Nick makes a joke where they're sitting on their on the on and him and Colin are sitting there drinking beers or whatever. And he says, Nick says something like, uh, "If only we could just be marry each other or something." He like makes a joke about it, like, "Man, it would be great if we could just get married." And I was like,
1: "I just wrote
0: that down." <laughs> but anyways, um, do they put a dead fish in Rachel's bed?
1: Yes, they do. <laughs> that that is in the book.
0: They like go full Godfather moment and. Uh, in Godfather, I think it's part one. They, I've only, I've never seen them. This is something we've discussed, but uh, they put a, a severed horse head in somebody's yes. bed.
1: I'm familiar with the cultural right hallmark.
0: Yes, uh, so they gut a fish and put it in her bed and and tell her and write a note telling her she's not good enough, basically, and calling her a gold digger.
1: Yeah, so
0: that happens. Yes, on the on this bachelorette party weekend getaway. Oh, okay. Let's let's start talking about it. So eventually, um. Rachel decides, okay, I'm not going to let the mom push me around. I'm not going to let these people push me around. I'm going to go to this wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I know the mom doesn't want me there. Cause at this point, the mom has basically told her like, you're not, you'll never be good enough for my son. She's come out right out and said it. Um, and Rachel's like, well, screw you. I'm going to go to this wedding anyways. And uh, she goes to uh, Paiklin and it's like, I want to go to this wedding. Turn me into a fierce uh, queen. And uh, Paiklin and the gay cousin, um, or at least the the stereotypically gay, like yeah. that's yeah. Uh, which I don't know his name. His I'm sure name is s- Oliver. Oliver, that's right. Um, they they give her a makeover, and I'm wondering if in the book do they do they rich person makeover an already upper class beautiful woman into a more upper class more beautiful <laughs> woman.
1: Uh, there is a scene where Paclin buys Rachel some expensive dresses to wear to like the different wedding festivities, um, but it is not quite the makeover scene okay. that the movie gives us. And Oliver is not there; okay. he's not part of it, which
0: I thought was interesting. I mean, it, it's sort of tropey, but. Yeah, you know it. It's sort, of, it's
1: sort of tropey, but it's fun. It's
0: fun, yeah. It's like it's. I overall, I kind of enjoyed this movie. Um, I, I had a lot of problems with it, and, and this was one of them. I was like you know, there's something like I. I feel like this is si- this 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 whole movie is simultaneously awful, and like this the fact that they're like doing a makeover for again. She's a a a a professor at NYU. Mm-hmm. Living in New York Upwardly mobile Beautiful young woman And they're like we gotta make you over So you can go to this like Uber 1% uh, You know wedding or whatever And I was like but there is like It's kind of weird and gross But there's also like sim- It's also kind of fun because she's like a middle class Upper middle class academic Like infiltrating the bourgeoisie And I'm like uh, I don't know like Uh, I feel like there's a whole lot of leftist critique of this movie that could be done that I'm not smart enough or informed enough to do, but I would be interested to see it. There's (laughs) a whole
1: lot to unpack.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of layers to this film, like a lot of layers uh, that. Yeah. Anyways. okay. Uh, Is the wedding uh, of Colin and uh, what was her name? Araminta. Wow. I do not remember that ever being said. Araminta.
1: Unless I'm mispronouncing it, which is totally possible. I
0: I, I don't even remember that name being said. So Uh, is their wedding like the world's most super duper extra wedding ever? Do they flood the aisle (laughs) uh, and have firefly lights?
1: Um, The wedding is very extra. (laughs) The reception is more extra. Right. Um, the
0: reception in this movie was actually kind of tame compared to the wedding. <laughs> Honestly, like the wedding, the receptions at like a, a big, like super famous, like Singaporean like landmark. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy. But like relative to the wedding, because wed- I don't know, I thought the the wedding was nuts.
1: Well, they don't flood the aisle, which was really cool.
0: Flood. I'm surprised that's not a thing.
1: It was cool. Well, I started looking thing? it up because I was like, maybe that's some kind of like. Tradition that I don't know oh, about. Oh no, I
0: don't think that's a tradition, or something. I think that's just a like just an extra like thing, an extra like, like rich a,
1: person thing.
0: I think that's just like a what what's going to be the super coolest thing we could do, and because they do kind of turn it and they say they make a joke about turning it into like a, a rice patty or whatever, mm-hmm. like where it's 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 they bring like all these plants in and then. um I think the idea is to make it kind of look like a like a, a rice patty or something which are I think it's supposed to look generally. like she's
1: walking on water.
0: Yeah, yeah, That's the yeah. idea. Yeah, but but like I said like rice patties have water yes. in them and that sort of thing and, yeah. the, and the and the fireflies and everything that they have. And I was like, but no, like after this movie and maybe it is and it just hasn't been like I feel like this would be a thing that brides would start wanting to do. You know what I, I, I feel mean? Like, like yeah. it's it's like one of those like because ama- it's really it's really cool, cool in it the movie. It looks really cool. It looks amazing. And it's it's also that level of extra of like, I don't care that my dress is getting soaked. Yeah. Because this is so fucking cool thing. Which, again, the extravagant wealth of this movie is disgusting. But like, it's truly horrifying. Um,
1: You're but such a lefty socialist. I, I love absolutely you. absolutely
0: am. And it, but it's,
1: uh, it is it is
0: disgusting. But I, I mean, it, at the same time, it is... Fun to look yeah. at, like it is. Yeah. It, it is fun. But it's
1: party fiction. It's yeah. wealth porn. I
0: know. I know. I get it. But it 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 uh, it is very much a, a an inner conflict within me of my inner commie going. What is happening? What are we watching? <laughs> versus like, wow, that is that's dope. <laughs> that's really dope.
1: <laughs> um, but no, they don't flood the aisle. Yeah, in the book. Okay. I did have the thought about her dress getting ruined, though.
0: Yeah, but again, that's the thing: is yes, that they're that, so they're rich, so
1: rich, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter.
0: And she changes dresses for yeah. the reception, so like,
1: I mean, know. like you do, yeah, when you have the when money. when you have the money.
0: Is there a is there a is the grandma fake out a thing? Because that's interesting. So in the in the movie, the mom is super cold, and uh, and and Rachel knows that the mom uh, Nick's mom hates her the whole time and doesn't like her. But the grandma is very. Um, warm to her and, and seemingly warm and and sort of accepting uh and we see her being cold to the mom in the film, so we're thinking, ooh, maybe she doesn't maybe she'll be on Rachel's side. But then at the reception, um, she calls Rachel and Nick over, and then grandma is a stone cold bitch. <laughs> Is that is that fake out happen in the book?
1: Um, yes. Okay. She is initially polite and cordial to Rachel, but she changes her tune when she learns about like Rachel's father. Because that's what
0: it is in the um, movie is yeah. that they 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 hired a PI to investigate Rachel's family. Yes. as you do. Um, <laughs>
1: and when she realizes that Nick is serious about mm. Rachel, um, and and her mom actually in the book is not dissimilar. She's initially kind of like polite well, cordial
0: and she kind of is in the movie but you can tell yeah even though like she's she's the kind of polite and cordial in the movie that y- you can tell that that it's a facade yeah. whereas the grandma just genuinely seems like to me it was just it made sense once it did the twist did happen i was like i bought it completely because it's just the grandma's just a better actor than yeah than the mom is, you know what I mean, or yeah. just hides her, you know, her, her, what she's truly kind of feeling more or better than the mom does. Uh, there's a line towards the end of this is a big climax where after Nick proposes and uh, Rachel turns him down,
1: mm-hmm.
0: she she has Nick's mom come to a mahjong hall and they're playing mahjong and she and she gives this whole big speech to uh, Eleanor, right? Yes, uh, Nick's mom. And at one point during the speech in the movie, she says, you know, I I do feel like I'm worthy. For the first time in my life, I feel like I'm worthy. And I thought that was an interesting line in the movie, the way that kind of played out, because I never got the feeling from her character prior to her getting to Singapore that she was any sort of insecure or Mm -hmm. felt unworthy or anything like that. And now I guess I'm wondering is, is that does that line happen in the book? And is there any sort of more setup for her character prior to that would make that line f- land um, better?
1: I don't recall that line being in the book anywhere. Okay. Again, like it's kind of hard to search for a specific right. line yeah. when I'm in a, a like a paper copy book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't remember there being anything to that effect. Um, and I, I didn't get that kind of vibe from rachel in the book either okay that like she was really insecure about that kind of thing um but i you know we do know maybe a little bit more about rachel's background in the book so we know that her and her mom for like most of her childhood they were super poor yeah and her mom like worked at different like waitressing jobs and like Dirt poor That's
0: alluded to in the the movie But never really at least from what I recall Never really explicitly stated So
1: you know I mean you could factor that in Um, And I you know I also Just think that like being around these kind of People would probably be enough to make Anyone feel like crap
0: Right (laughs) I I, I 100% agree that In That that makes sense I I was probably just overthinking it I, I think it does I was reading into it Like she she meant throughout her whole life when she mm-hmm. says, this is the first time I actually feel worthy.
1: Well, that is what that implies.
0: Yeah. And and to me, it was like, well, I didn't realize that that was... Because when we meet her in the beginning of the movie, she seems like a very self-possessed, confident... Yeah. You know, she, uh, she uh, she's a professor uh, at NYU, the youngest professor in the faculty. We don't see anything that alludes to her being any sort of, uh, you know... Um, anything other than a a brilliant and confident young woman. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I finally feel worthy. I'm like, wait, what, you didn't feel worthy? Like, when did that, you know? And I, it was just one of those things I was like, I mean, I get it over the course of this journey of the film that mm-hmm. she's very, felt very much, you know, uh, not, st- felt like she doesn't stack up to these people throughout the whole course of this movie. And I get that. And if that's what she's talking about, that's fine. Like I said, I may be overthinking it a little. I was just kind of like, all uh, right. But I guess it also kind of makes sense to some extent, like you said, with her upbringing and being very poor and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Uh, does she dramatically burn the mom? Uh, ro- uh, not not, uh, not burn, <laughs> not like physically, but uh, emotionally. Uh,
1: uh, she like roasts her a little bit. Roasts
0: the mom, uh, pl- basically gives her the smackdown, and says, you know what? The big emotional climax in the movie is Rachel uh, asserting her self-worth to the mom and saying, you know, when your son gets married... It'll be because of me. So you think about that every time you're with him and his wife in the future. And then she's like, bam, Mahjong, and slams down the tiles. And she, I, I don't, I assume she won. I don't know how to play <laughs> Mahjong. So I was like, I assume that's impressive, but I don't know. Um,
1: I mean, it, it mirrors the poker scene from yeah. the beginning of the movie. Yes. So I have to assume that she won. No. Or A bluff. Contextually.
0: Or yeah, or bluff. That's the thing. It could be bluff because she bluffs in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And I don't know if that's what it is, but it seems like she just won because yeah. in the in the in the in the movie in that scene, the mom puts down her tiles, and it mm-hmm. seems like she won. But then Rachel says her piece and puts down her tiles, and I assume she actually won. I don't know. Again, I don't know because I don't know how to play Mahjong. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well that 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 again contextually, I assume that's what yes. happens. It's it's the same. It is the poker scene in. In any James Bond movie yes. or whatever. You know, I get with the, how it works. And I and I appreciated that, you know, doing it. And I like that they didn't explain it. Like, that's fine. You yeah. don't need to explain I got it. I was just wondering if that, if the Mahjong Smackdown is from the book.
1: If we have any listeners. <laughs> yeah. Who know how to play Mahjong. Is that Yeah. Mahjong. Mahjong.
0: I don't know how exactly. It's Mahjong, Mahjong. I, Please I
1: tell us if she won. Yeah. We would like to know. Or
0: if she bluffed or something. <laughs>
1: Um, but that scene is not in the book at all.
0: The whole confrontation between the two of them
1: not in the book at all.
0: Well, we have to talk about how this ends. The then. book
1: ends really different. Okay,
0: well, we'll talk about that. I assume here uh, and eventually. Yeah. I only have a couple more here, real quick. Uh, does uh, Astrid savagely wrote so her throughout one of those uh, the B plots in this movie is that we find out that Astrid's husband, who is a commoner. Uh, is cheating on um, I say a commoner. he's he he's not of a, a, a an old money family right um, but he is like a the head a uh, CEO of like a startup yeah. and you know he's got money and stuff. but um, he we find out eventually that he's cheating on Astrid. And he sort of implies that a lot of this, that the reason for this is because he feels like he's not enough. You know, he feels insecure Mm -hmm. and he feels it's just like everything, nothing he does matters and that sort of thing. So he can cheat on, like him cheating on her doesn't matter because nothing he does matters and all that. And at the end of the movie, Astrid pretty much stands up to him and goes, Look, fuck you. Like she kind of just roasts him and calls him a coward and that he's not a man. Um, And I'm kind of torn on this. I don't want to talk about it, but does that happen in the movie or in the book?
1: Um. Okay, so that situation with Astrid and her husband is way more complicated. Okay. Uh, and the movie changed it and kind of like simplified it and watered it down a little. Okay. Um. And it, it's only kind of resolved yeah. at the end of the book. But she doesn't really have... Like they kind of go back and forth, but she doesn't have like a uh, the same kind of like big empowering speech yeah. moment
0: again, I want I'm torn on that scene. I guess talking about it now makes as much sense as anything because it's 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 it I like it in the sense that she's like not putting up with his sort of like. Weird uh, self-deprecating guilt trip for mm-hmm. him cheating on her, mm-hmm. and, and and it feels empowering. The scene reads like an empowering and feels like an empowering scene for Astrid. But at the same time, to me, the the thing that's empowering is she basically goes to him. Look, I can't make you okay with the fact that I'm a multi-billionaire. You're just a coward. You need to deal with the fact that I'm so obscenely wealthy that I can buy whatever I want and i i don't if you can't deal with the fact that i'm literally made of money go fuck yourself and i'm like okay like again it reads empowering and it feels empowering but the empowering statement is i'm rich as fuck bitch like <laughs> she's like i'm going to i'm going to spend I mean, 2 million dollars on a pair of earrings and you're just going to deal with it it's like
1: yes <laughs> but also, I think you can't ignore the background noise of gender.
0: Yes, in that, I, I, yeah, no, you're right. I, I don't disagree. Um, and that's why it does feel empowering. I yes. think that's why. That's why I said. That's why. It's why. It's, I'm torn on it. Is it's not that it's, um, I, I like. I am torn because it does feel like you know there is the gender uh dynamic going on uh in a in a traditionally uh. I don't even know if I say traditionally patriarchal society. I actually don't know enough about Singapore and sort of how I think it is also somewhat like matriarchal elements of it are pretty strong yeah. as well, at least from what we see in the film. It seems that way. Um, so yeah. I, I I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I can't comment on the gender uh, politics of Singapore, but doing um, it through a Western lens, it definitely feels like an empowering feminist moment. Uh, b- but it's again, my lefty self cannot not look at it through the lens of deal with my obscene wealth, you bitch. I don't know. It's weird. It's a complicated scene for me. It's I don't it was interesting. Yeah, I, yeah.
1: I I get that. Yeah. Um I think maybe I maybe have a little more tendency to look at it through a like here is a man who maybe can't handle the fact that his wife is worth more money than he is. Yeah.
0: You know, and, that, and that's fair. And that's fair. I think, you know, no, and I think I, yeah.
1: regardless of what uh, level of wealth, right. That does kind of make him a little bitch. No,
0: I, you're not wrong. I, I, I do think that the gender dynamics there are really important to the scene. And it is why I, I, I I'm like, yeah. And I was, I, I like really liked that scene. There was a couple lines, I guess, of it that felt and rubbed me a little bit wrong, where she talks about her wealth. But I, I do think that the the idea that yeah, the, a guy who can't deal with the fact that his 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 woman, uh, his his woman, uh, his spouse does has more money than him, makes more money than him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's de- it's definitely the point of the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe for me, it's loses a bit of its punch when the. The person delivering it is that level of obscene wealthy. Mm-hmm. Maybe just because I don't think people of that obscene wealth should exist. <laughs> Not that the people shouldn't exist; that they shouldn't be having that much obscene wealth. But um, oh, anyways,
1: that's, uh, a that's a whole other conversation. It's a whole other
0: conversation.
1: Yeah, but there. I, I mean, I, in the book, that situation. I mean, it kind of boils down to the same thing that he like doesn't know how to handle the fact that she is worth so much yeah. and like she, he doesn't like interacting with her family cause he, he feels like snubbed by them. Yeah. But there are like a lot more twists and turns to it okay. in the book. All right.
0: We will dwell on that anymore. Final question. Uh, does Nick uh, do his second proposal on the airplane as she's returning, getting ready to return to America? And does he have his mom's ring that this signifies to Rachel that, uh Eleanor has accepted her. So. No. No. Okay.
1: None of that.
0: None of that. Zero of that. Zero it. of that. Again, Zero you said the ending's that. very different. Yes. So alright. Well we'll get to that. So that's not in the book and we'll get to that very shortly, but first we're gonna do Lost in Adaptation.
1: Just show me the way to get out of here and I'll be on my way. wow I was a lost. Yes. Yes, and I want to get unlost as soon as possible.
0: Alright, first question here uh, that I was confused about. What does Nick do in the States? Does he have a job, or is he just professionally handsome? <laughs>
1: professionally handsome. Um, he is also a professor.
0: Oh, is he? Yeah. Did they say that?
1: I don't think that's I don't know if the they movie. said that or not. Um, if I'm remembering right, he's a history professor. Okay. At the same... At like NYU? The, yeah, at NYU. Okay.
0: Interesting. Because, yeah, I was just... I, I didn't notice what he... I don't remember the movie saying, telling us what he did. So I was like, was he just hanging out there, like, banging Rachel? I'm like... I mean, I mean sure he could. He could. He has the yeah, it's yeah. like he could. I was that's what it's I was wondering. Not like like,
1: he can't afford it.
0: Yeah, but I assumed based on the reason that he was over there, that he was there for a reason to do something. Like yes. he, you know, like he went to school and then did was doing something other than just like being in a relationship. So okay. History professor at NYU. Uh next question. Was uh Area Area what was her Araminta. name? Aramenta. Was she involved in the dead fish thing? I'm assuming not. But it was on that trip, and I wasn't sure who did it.
1: No, okay. she was not. Um, the implication—I I guess we never find out for sure. Technically, the right. implication is that the Francesca character that they combined with Mandy was responsible for that. Um, Araminta likes Rachel. Yeah, she's it just seemed like, like it. Oblivious. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I was like, it just seemed weird. Cause she's friends with these people who are just like cruel, evil people. I just like, I don't think I'm friends with any evil people, so.
1: I mean, do you know, though?
0: I feel pretty confident (laughs) that I'm not. Sorry, at least that nobody I would invite to my bachelor party (laughs) is an evil person. But who knows? I guess. Um, Final question for Lost in Adaptation. Uh, What was it? Okay, well, this I don't know if this because this isn't in the movie or is it or in the book. So let me read it first, I guess. Uh, So in the movie, like I said, uh, Rachel confronts Eleanor and lays the verbal smack down and, and kind of, you know, does the Mahjong uh, power move,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it wins over the mom, and she gives Nick permission, gives Nick her ring, which we was introduced earlier in the movie, basically saying yes, I you go marry Rachel, like that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've already established that the ending is very different, in the, or different in the book. Um, so do you have any, maybe you can just speak to the movie, maybe if you want here as opposed to because I'm asking what specifically it was that basically won over Eleanor, or was it just like Rachel being like a, a self possessed, super like independent, strong woman. She was like, "Okay, you'll take care of Nick, or I don't know, like what?"
1: Okay, do you so think? <laughs> at the end of the book, Nick's mom is not won over. Okay, um, Nick and Rachel don't get engaged. Okay, we actually aren't even sure if they're for like definitely going to get back together. Because they do like break up. So
0: they very much gave us a Hollywood happy yes, ending. Yes, they gave the us movie. a very right. Hollywood
1: happy ending. I mean, at the at the end of the book, there's like it's implied that they're probably gonna get right. back together, um, but his mom is very much not won over. That's not a thing in the book. Okay, it might be in the sequel. I don't know. Right, I maybe read they it. pulled a little bit. Yeah, but maybe they did. Um, so in the movie. They they hinted at this, and it was more expanded on in the book. Um, but basically, Nick's mom like let him grow up at the grandma's house. Yeah, like they he do say lived that there. Yeah, and she did that. So that he would be like her favorite. Yeah. So that he, he says would that in be the Yeah, movie. he would be like the favored grandchild
0: because she wasn't the favorite. Right.
1: Because yeah. she was not the favorite because she, I guess, her family wasn't like quite as rich.
0: Well, and she that she says it when in the movie. She says that. Well, I don't know if why she wasn't the favorite of the grandma, but she also says eventually that she married a commoner. Basically, I think is the implication, or she married somebody who the. Grandma didn't approve of and didn't give her her ring, so or something like that. She right?
1: married into the family.
0: Oh, so it
1: was that the grandma didn't give her husband. Yeah, the that's right. Ring. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, but the the ring is not an element. Okay. In the book, um, so what I would presume they're going for in the movie is this idea that like rachel reminds her of like this is what you went through yeah because you were not accepted by your mother-in-law right here's your chance to to break that cycle
0: yeah uh, yeah right okay that's kind of what i figured um it just i wasn't it didn't feel super explicit to, or obvious to me what it was that that won her over because her speech is sort of uh the speech rachel gives at the end is sort of uh me, it meanders to a couple different topics mm-hmm. or, I don't know if it meanders But it, it just I was like oh okay yeah She so basically calls her And is like you know you I, I turned down I have the power here I'm in charge yeah. I'm the captain now And <laughs> and I couldn't figure out if it was uh, But yeah, yeah That explanation you gave makes a lot of sense So I, 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 yeah uh, Well that was all I had for Lost in Adaptation Let's move on to Better in the Book You like to read? Oh
1: yes I love to read what do you like to read? Everything. All right. Better in the book. So the very opening scene where they're at the hotel.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and this is when Nick and Astrid and they're like kids. Um they almost nailed it. I had this under the movie nailed it and then I had to move it in my notes because in the movie they end it with her saying to like the what the the guy at the front desk of the hotel. Yeah. What's the name of oh, the person? Oh, I don't remember his name, but yeah. No, not his name, but like the his oh. title.
0: Oh, well he's the manager, you mean the concierge.
1: The concierge.
0: Cuz yes. the manager shows up at one point too, yes. but I don't know which one you're talking about. Um, the concierge. The concierge. Okay. So
1: in the movie, after uh, they basically buy the hotel yeah. out from under them, um, she turns to that guy and she's like, you're going to need a mop to clean up the floor or something like that. Because yeah. There was mud on the floor. Um, but in the book... She turns to him and throws his own line back at him and says, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the premises. Yeah, that's what I think is
0: so much better. It is. And I thought that's what I thought she was going to say. I thought she was going to say something like that. I don't know why
1: they changed that, because I like that was something that like initially got me into that book. Like I read that scene and I like put the book down for a minute and (laughs) I was like, damn.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I honestly thought that's what she was gonna say was like something along those lines. So, uh, yeah, that is disappointing because that would have been that yeah. would have been better.
1: They came so close to nailing it too. Yeah. It was like almost beat for beat up to that point. Yeah. Okay. Um, I kind of really didn't like that Nick tells her that his family is so rich while they're on the plane.
0: Yeah, I assume he tells her earlier.
1: He does not.
0: Oh. Well, that's fucking nuts. Because I thought it was weird that he told her on the plane and not previously. So,
1: like, okay. It it reflects better on him. I'll give it that. Um, But, like, basically, she doesn't know until they, like, show up at his... She, like, shows up at his grandma's freaking palace. Oh,
0: my goodness. And there's,
1: like, a trail of hints that she's kind of, like, oblivious to. That's interesting. And I, I feel like it's so much more interesting. That's
0: fun. It would definitely be a fun thing. I mean, now... Yeah, it would be a fun thing if the movie was titled something different and I didn't we didn't know what was going to be going on going in to where like that would be a fun reveal for us as an audience too. like watching her. Or even if we knew, I guess watching her be oblivious and like missing all these obvious clues would have been very fun uh, until she shows up and it's like, wait a second. Um, But it definitely would have been uh, a a downvote for Mr. Nick. Yeah, it's already weird to me that it's waited that long to mention. By I mean, they've dated for a year, and she does call him out on it at least in the movie. She's like, "Why the hell did you never tell me that your yeah. family's literally like billionaires?" Um, you know, uh, and so it would have been even more like weird to not mention it at all. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but it is fun.
1: In a so way. actually, I want to kind of talk about that element. More because I like I have a couple notes in here that are basically equal up to this one big thing, yeah. which was like kind of the main thing for me that I liked better about the book, and I think like part of what made the book interesting to me was like the way that this these like old money people behaved because the movie portrays them kind of more like celebrities, yeah, like it's almost like a, like a Kardashian ish kind of a thing like when they're like going into the wedding and every like there's photographers there right yeah yeah, of yeah, them, yeah yeah um and it portrays Al- them. almost
0: like royalty yeah like like, like 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 british royalty or something
1: but like i don't know like th- it was crazy reading the book because like okay like peak picklin um her family when she says that she's dating Nick Young, they straight up don't know who that is, oh, because the old money elite are so rich
0: and so reserved that they can basically go
1: off the grid yeah. without having to go off the grid, yeah, and like they she she drives her to the grandma's palace mansion thing. And her friend is like gaping at it along with her. Like they're both just like gaping at this place. And Paiklin's like, I don't know who these people are, but they're richer than God. Yeah.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. I I think I know why the movie does what it does for the spectacle. Yeah. For the, again, for the party lit, for the the Gatsby feel to these people. Again, making them more like celebrities, Mm -hmm. but like royalty. Where yeah. they're not like removed from society, but they're they're old money, like um, conservative, yeah, um, very refined rich people,
1: right? And it made for some interesting like distinctions and like comparisons between like the new rich and the old rich, yeah, um, and then even between is that like, a big
0: theme in Gatsby?
1: Kind nouveau,
0: of rich. Yeah. I remember I remember learning about nouveau rich yeah, in the, some the literary. Yeah, Um, Yeah. I don't remember if it was Gatsby or something else. But but
1: there's, like, there's that element to it, and then there's, like, the distinction between, like, the older generation of this old money and, like, the younger generation who kind of wants to be able to throw the money around a little bit more, but, like, the older generation still has control over it. Um, And it was just, like to me it was more interesting
0: hmm. yeah no it definitely sounds it's definitely interesting I, again i think it makes i understand for the spectacle yes for what this movie was going for i get it but yeah i think there's an int- a maybe a more interesting social uh dynamic going on there in the book mm-hmm. potentially
1: um which I, i'm going to talk about that a little more later. Yeah. Um, so the last thing that I want to talk about, because that was literally like four of my points yeah. here, kind of all equaled up to that big point. Um, so the other last thing that I want to talk about is that uh, the so the we know about the end of the movie, kind of the climax that uh, they hired a P.I., to look yeah. into Rachel's family. Yeah. Um, so when I we actually know that throughout almost the whole entire book. Oh, okay. We know that his mother has some kind of dirt on her. We don't know what it is. Um, and it kind of makes for an interesting dynamic, because then, like, when his mother's being nice to her face, we know that she's like plotting. Right. So we don't need to have like this actual confrontation where she tells Rachel to her face that she's not good enough. Yeah. yeah. Because we know that the mother is like kind of scheming behind yeah. their backs. Yeah. Um and I, I also think that makes that revelation about her father make a little more sense like i feel like in the movie it almost kind of comes out of nowhere that they're like oh by the way we hired a pi and your it dad's definitely, alive
0: it definitely does come out of nowhere like because they mentioned once or a couple times early in the movie that her dad's dead she says her dad's dead mm-hmm. um but it's never it's never really remarked on as a super important thing but it does come up at least twice in conversations where she's yeah. like oh, actually my dad's dead yeah um hmm yeah, it's, it's different. I I, I think the uh, I don't hate the way the movie does it. Yeah, with the reveal, but
1: I think they did, like in the movie. I feel like they tried to do the setup, remind, payoff. Yeah, but they didn't remove the remind far enough from the setup.
0: I do agree with that. To where it.
1: I felt all connected. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. Without watching it twice, I think you're right that the setup and the reminder were both front loaded.
1: Yeah, they're too close together. In the beginning,
0: yeah. to where And
1: it makes the reveal feel a little bit out of left field.
0: It almost would have been good if there was something halfway through or something closer to the reveal where she says, my dad's dead again to somebody. And there's like a, a glance from Eleanor or something like something that we would have no idea what it is.
1: Yes, but where
0: like Eleanor, like makes a face that we see in from the corner, like a knowing look or something. And and that's like, we're like, what's that about? And we're like, what's going on with her dad? You know, like just something like that. So that, yeah, that I agree. That would have been really that would have helped that.
1: All right. That was all I had for better in the book.
0: All right. Let's move on to better in the movie. My life has taught me one lesson, Hugo, and not the one I thought it would. Happy endings only happen in the movies.
1: All right, so the big first thing, number one thing, uh, they pared down a lot. This yeah. is like an over 500-page book.
0: Yeah, it's pretty thick.
1: It's a pretty thick book. Um, so I can get behind the pairing down because the book is a little bloated. It's interesting, but it's it's a little bloated. And, like, kind of like um, a lot happens and yet nothing happens.
0: Ah, uh, so it's just like the Great Gatsby.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so I can. I, like, I
0: wanna like for any of my literary people out there. I have not read The Great Gatsby <laughs> since like ninth grade, so don't t- take that with a grain of salt. But that was my memory from high school. Was that boy does not much happen in this book?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's reflective of the era right. and the emptiness of the American. I understand dream.
0: that that's exactly what's going on now. But as a ninth grader, I was like, boy, this book is fucking boring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I can get behind that. Yeah peak lynn is maybe more obnoxious in the movie but i think she's also funnier yeah she's more interesting she's definitely Um, obnoxious but she is fun i liked that they expanded her role yeah a bit um i I liked that they gave rachel more of like an ally in her um not that she wasn't in the book she was but she was definitely wasn't in it as much gotcha this was just, like, a random moment that made me laugh, but when they're on the bachelor party boat and somebody, like, shoots a firework and it just, like, immediately plops into the ocean.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also uh, blasts a model off the stage yeah. the second one he shoots. It's, like, yeah. kills a woman. <laughs> we just glossed right over it.
1: <laughs> Maybe she was only mortally wounded. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> um. So, in the book, there is another character at the bachelorette party, so in the movie, it's Astrid who shows up at the bachelorette party and helps her take care of the fish. Yeah, yeah. Um, In the book, there's a whole other character named Sophie, who's also like a cousin who's super down to earth, and she happens to be there and helps out Rachel, but I feel like it made a lot of sense to just have Astrid yeah. show up yeah. instead of introducing a whole new character, a whole new character. Yeah. Um, especially since she doesn't really factor into any of the rest of the story. Yeah. Maybe she's in the sequel. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I am a sucker for a makeover montage. You all know this. So I liked that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I also liked that I I felt like, I mean, I have some thoughts on the ending. I wasn't really sure where to put the ending. Um, so I just have it under my general notes. Yeah. But I did like that Rachel had a little bit more fight to her in the movie. She had like a, a little bit more like... I'm gonna play chicken with you. Well, and yeah, I'm not gonna move.
0: Yeah, I liked that, and it made to me it made sense for her character that mm-hmm. they established in the beginning of the movie, as she is. They say, and I don't know if this is the exact same in the book, but that she's the youngest professor at NYU uh, or tenured professor at NYU. I don't uh-huh. know, whatever. So, like, either the youngest professor or youngest tenured professor or something um, at NYU. She's
1: uh, a native New Yorker. A New
0: Yorker. She uh, she's the daughter of an immigrant who yeah. was. Horror. like she has a lot She, she uh, by all merits she should have a lot of fight in her yes. and she seems to in the movie uh, and she gets beaten down a lot but she still keeps finding that and that made a lot of sense to her character to me mm-hmm. and so that totally like I totally bought it from her character yeah. in the film I mean,
1: it's not like a like a total change from yeah. her character in the book it's just like a little bit more amped up and I did like that
0: yeah all right Let's move on to the movie. Nail it.
1: As I expected, practically perfect in every way. All right. What did the movie nail? Um, I loved the texting sequence at the beginning. Um, like I said, it wasn't exactly like it happened in the book, but I thought it was a really good um, and really visual way to show how that kind of circle works.
0: It might be the only thing I've ever heard Bo Burnham say that I disagree with. <laughs> it's, it's, I know it's a random comment, but uh, when Bo Burnham was making eighth grade, he said something in an interview at some point where he's like, I always, he said, I always hate in movies where uh, when people text and it pops up on the screen and you like see the, the text pop up on the screen, he's mm-hmm. like, oh, it takes me out or whatever. And I don't agree with that. I think it, it can work very well and this is an instance where it does work yeah i think it I works like really it.
1: well in this uh they nailed peaklin's family um
0: oh yeah Ken jong <laughs>
1: gaudy gaudy and trashy but ultimately good hearts mm-hmm. uh the stuffed tiger in nick's grandma's house is in the book
0: yeah yeah, we mentioned that in the prequel episode, didn't we?
1: I think so. Or
0: either that, Maybe. or I—I I might have just read about it. Either we mentioned it, or I read about it once. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Oliver. Oh yeah, cousin. the gay cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, although I will—I will say he's more flamboyant in, in the, the movie. A little
0: more arch. They, yeah, yeah, they
1: dialed him up. Yeah. Um, but I still enjoyed his character. Yeah, he's fun. Uh, Nick and Colin's friendship—I thought they nailed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, they very genuine friendship in mm-hmm. the film,
1: um, and the dead fish scene. Yeah, plays out almost exactly as it happens.
0: There you go. All right, uh, we're gonna hit a few odds and ends, and then we're gonna go to the final verdict. But first, let's talk about some random stuff.
1: Okay, I want to talk about the scene where she throws wine at him.
0: What the hell was that scene? We stopped and talked about that scene with each other for several minutes of like, what just happened? If you've seen this movie, you know what we're talking about. At the first party, yeah, the,
1: the first, very first family party? party at his grandma's house. I think she's supposed to have like spilled wine. It's very,
0: on him. It's supposed. To, what's supposed to have happened? I would bet is that he's supposed to have stopped short. Mm-hmm. And she like stumbles into him,
1: and yeah, and her wine splashes on his yeah. shirt.
0: But what very clearly happens, as we see in the film, is he stops, turns around, and looks at her, and she stops, and then dumps her wine on his chest.
1: I think they just did a really poor job of like choreographing. That's that. what I mean. Yeah, like-
0: it, it was just terribly <laughs> choreographed, and they only did it once. Maybe like
1: yeah. maybe they didn't have an extra they, shirt.
0: But he had a whole closet of them. We saw it. <laughs> But yeah, it's like I don't know because it literally is one of the worst choreographed like little actions in a in a film like that that I've seen in a while where it literally
1: like it looks like she just throws it at him.
0: I've seen it's so funny because you I've seen way better um, in movies where a a femme fatale is distracting a man by spilling wine on him on purpose i've seen better fake performances by the you know what i mean where like a a female character or whoever character accidentally spills a drink on somebody like oh i'm so sorry oh let me let me get that for you like every single one of those like over the top cheesy like whoopsies is more convincing than her spilling wine (laughs) on the on nick in this scene it's ridiculous oh
1: yeah we literally lest you think we're exaggerating we stopped the movie because we were both like (laughs) Like, wait a minute what just happened what
0: (laughs) yeah it was really really weird very weird
1: uh, um and then I have a note about the water aisle because I ranted for a minute about it ruining her dress. Yeah. Um. But like we said, when you're that rich, it doesn't doesn't matter. matter. Yep. Um. And then the only other note I have is about the ending. Okay.
0: So. Uh, my only notes were one. Uh, first, I was like, I'm getting La La Land feels.
1: Mm, yeah. It's
0: very similar in the sense that I'm enjoying this. I think this is a a a well done film uh but i just have a hard time caring about the petty problems of the uber rich like i ju- like i not that i you can't tell that story and i think again this story this movie does a pretty good job of mm-hmm. it I, like i did feel for rachel and i cared about her character and there and i nick seems like a nice dude and i wanted their relationship to work and i liked a lot of the characters in the movie and their and their interactions but at the same time it's like fuck you. You have eight trillion dollars. Yeah. Buy a new friend. I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> like I, it's not fair. It's just uh, you know, and 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 people could say the same. And I and I don't even you know somebody in a in a certain situation could look at us and could look at me and feel the exact same way. And I wouldn't, I I wouldn't think twice about acknowledging the reality of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I I get that. It's just when you look at that, it's like I, I, and now it, it, in Lala La Land, it's, it was more extreme mm-hmm. to some extent because they were also like living their dreams mm-hmm. <laughs> on top of like being rich. Uh, at the end of the La, La Land, not the beginning. Um, but anyways, it was kind of a similar vibe that I was getting of just like eh, I don't know, I, I, yeah. Uh, but it was super fun and colorful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked the character interactions. I thought it moved really well. I thought the pacing yeah, the of the pacing film was, great. was very good for a, a rom-com. It was an hour and 40 long, but even that uh moved really well. Um and I, it it didn't feel it didn't remotely feel sl- like mm-hmm. it moved incredibly incredibly well. Uh and and it was shot beautifully. Um the 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 production design was all awesome. Like I loved yeah. a lot of the elements of the movie. And
1: I liked when they like when they did like a location change and they would put like the location up on the screen. Yeah. I liked that they just went ahead and made it like giant and gaudy. Yeah.
0: Giant and gaudy. And it looked like uh, the Gatsby. It looked mm-hmm. like the the new Gatsby, which I haven't seen. The Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. Gatsby. That that Art Nouveau font or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, or Art Deco. Whatever. Font with like the designs in it. And it you know, it was like that. I, 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 again, I, the style of the film um, I thought was, was really fun and interesting. Yeah. Um, I wanted to eat all the food from that food court. It's not a food court. I don't know. It's got a name. That's a famous. That's a famous food court. Uh, and again, he's not lying in the film when one of them says because I think I've seen Anthony Bourdain eat there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought one of either him or I think it was Anthony Bourdain. Um. And, and they he does mention that several of the stalls in that food court have Michelin stars, which is like, yeah. you know, they're like a food truck. It's like a, a food cart on the side of a thing, but they have like Michelin stars because there's food that good.
1: Full confession, after reading half of this book yesterday and then watching the movie... We had to have Chinese food <laughs> I, for dinner. Yes,
0: it's just terrible. <laughs> like it was Americanized. Just terrible
1: Americanized, but it was the best we could do <laughs> in just, this small like, Midwestern town.
0: Yep, close as we could get. But gosh darn it, I, was I had to have it. Some sort of uh, <laughs> Chinese food, but yeah, uh, definitely the uh, butchered American version of yeah. Chinese food. Uh, oh, I say butchered American. It's it's Americanized version. It, it's it's its own thing. It's just a yeah. spin on on yeah. you know that.
1: It's greasy and delicious. Yeah.
0: But no, I I was in the same boat. I was like, yep, let's do that. Uh, At the beginning of this movie, and now it goes a direction I wasn't expecting, um, but when Astrid and her husband were introduced, Mm -hmm. their first scene together was super fascinating to me, and their dynamic was really, and Gemma Chan just like jumps off the screen at me. Like her, her presence is like super, uh, like she's a really good actress and I've seen her in a handful of things. I looked at her IMDb because I was like, I recognize her. And there was like a handful of movies where I've seen her in small parts. In, Mm -hmm. Uh, she was in an episode of Sherlock. She plays in the episode of Sherlock. She's the tea girl. There's one of the episodes. I, it's
1: been so long. In since like we the first or that. second
0: season, there's a girl who works in a museum who mm-hmm. does the tea ceremony, oh, and okay. she's that actress who does that. And I was like, "That's what," I, and a handful of other things. Um, she's really good, but the dynamic between her and her husband, I thought, was really interesting, and his. Uh, I was like, I just want to watch their story and like her as this okay. powerful CEO. That's and That's really like,
1: interesting that you say that because as I was reading the book, I was way more invested in Astrid's storyline yeah, yeah. than I was in Nick and Rachel. Yes. Because I was like, Astrid deserves better than this clown. She deserves so much better well, see, than what is happening to her right now. And
0: that was, I felt that way towards the end to some extent. But initially when he's introduced, I liked him a lot at like, him being like a you know a, a young a commoner an upstart who's trying to make it in the world and he's you know and and but I, I like her like so their first introduction I was like wow I really want to watch a movie about these two people uh, and then it, again it gets kind of interesting it still is interesting but I was like yeah Astrid is I want to watch a movie about her she's way more interesting mm-hmm. than Nick and Rachel are to me and now again yeah. they're cute whatever but like <laughs> <laughs> Astrid is like. Beyoncé. Like I want to watch a movie about Beyoncé. I don't want to watch a movie about the other uh fucking uh what you call it. Well, TLC, right? Not TLC. TLC? Please,
1: please you can me. Child. Please you can kill me. I don't
0: want to watch a movie about one of the other Destiny's Children. TLC? <laughs> oh, not TLC. I know who TLC is. Oh T-Boz, Left Eye, and Chili. I'm
1: gonna die. I remember die their names. Right
0: T-Boz, Left Eye, and Chili. Right?
1: I'm gonna die right now.
0: The other's Destiny's children. I don't, I don't care about them. <laughs> Rachel is one of the other ones.
1: Okay. All right. Yes. Um, <laughs> and their story even was like... I like I said, it was like there was a lot more twists and turns. It was weirder in the book, yeah. Um, because in the movie, or, or at least as far as we know, he's just having an affair. Yeah, he's just cheating on her. In the book, um, he's not actually cheating on her. He like sets it up to look like
0: oh. he's cheating
1: on her because he wants out, and he thinks it's more likely to like happen if. She wants out. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah. That's not. It's just. It's just assumed that he is cheating. Yeah. Or at least that's what it seems like in the movie.
1: I mean, that. Yeah. That's as as far as we know. Yeah. I mean, there's gonna be a sequel, so maybe they'll like work that in somehow. Maybe. To the next movie, but who knows.
0: Um, I also was like, you know, I, I want to, I hope I'm enjoying this as a look into like a completely foreign and I don't mean foreign, I mean, foreign in the traditional sense of foreign, but I also just mean, uh, foreign to my understanding, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Uh, culture. Um, but, and I want to hope that this is like, that I am learning something about this culture. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to believe that this is like a good lens into that world. I don't know if it is though. It's that weird thing of like I don't yeah. know if what I'm watching is a misrepresentation or is like a really good, interesting I, cultural perspective. Okay. You know what I mean?
1: Knowing nothing about this culture <laughs> as a white girl
0: from the Midwest,
1: from the Midwest, who is the opposite of rich. Yeah, I feel like maybe the book is a better better. I feel like if that's what you're looking for, yeah. Probably the book.
0: Okay, I probably I, I was just it was interesting because I wanted I wasn't I wasn't sure and I was like this is fascinating, um, but I don't know. I it's like one of those things where it's like I don't know. Like when you go to a Chinese restaurant mm-hmm. as a poor Midwestern American and you're like I'm having Chinese food. And then somebody who knows what Chinese food is, is like, sure you are, bud. You know what I mean? I'm like, is that this? Like, am I eating (laughs) American Chinese food from the China walk down the street? Or am I actually getting a somewhat representative uh, experience of, you Mm -hmm. know, this Mm -hmm. this culture, this society? I don't know. And I'm hoping it's the... I have
1: some kind of similar, more thoughts on that in my final
0: verdict. Uh, I, I talked about the slash fic where Rachel fucks the lawyer and Nick fucks his best friend. Somebody write that. I guarantee <laughs> it exists based on that movie. Um, and my final note was they wow they put together that proposal party very quickly. Yeah, he proposes to her, that almost and that feels night
1: surreal. It
0: almost feels like
1: it wasn't actually. It happening. wasn't actually
0: either that or. It was uh, an uh, added on,
1: mm-hmm. like
0: an afterthought. Like we need another big party to wrap this movie up.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, they stay one more night and they have a party. We'll just go shoot a party on the top of this hotel. Great. End of the movie. Like, and that wasn't really in the script, maybe or something.
1: Maybe I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't happen in the book. It feels so. very
0: tacked on, or yeah. just sort of like out of nowhere. Like what? It Ugh. felt.
1: Um, it felt kind of surreal to me similarly to the way that the end of Black Klansmen felt surreal to me. Yeah. Not like the same thing because yeah. they're not the same no. thing, but where it almost was like I was asking myself, like, is this a dream? Yeah. Is this supposed to be a dream sequence? Right.
0: Just the party or the whole proposal? Just
1: the party. Okay.
0: Yeah, it could. Yeah, maybe. it do, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it could feel because it is kind of similar everybody like high-fiving yeah. And like yeah woo yeah everybody's yeah. just like over the moon like super excited about this now I'm always like did they just shoot the rap party and <laughs> stick it in their movie because it's almost what it felt like so. like it's just the rap party and it's the two main actors coming in and everybody been like yeah the two main actors from the movie are here and they're like this also works for the
1: movie let's just put it in
0: <laughs> like it could have been I don't know
1: Oh God! I kind of hope so. <laughs>
0: it's the rap part. Um.
1: So the ending, the ending in the movie is so much rosier, um, yeah. and it's so Hollywood. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't know where to put this because I don't hate a Hollywood ending. I like a Hollywood yeah. ending, even like I, I do. Um and I think that Hollywood endings work really well for movies. Yeah, because I think we want to feel satisfied at the end of a movie,
0: Um, especially for a movie like this. Yes, especially
1: especially for a rom com. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we leave the theater feeling good if a rom com doesn't end happily.
0: Especially a rom com with the with what this movie was going for, you kind of can't take a huge risk with the. I feel like they probably felt like maybe they couldn't take a huge risk with the ending because they're they wanted to prove that you can make a a mainstream um studio produced rom-com with an all Asian American yes. or Chinese cast yes. that people are going to go see and want to see more of. Yes. Maybe we don't do the, the more risky ending for this, right. you know what I mean?
1: And I well, yeah, no I agree. And I feel like the ending in the book is maybe more realistic. Yeah. Um, and I think sets it up for a sequel better. Yeah. But then when they made the movie, they didn't know, I guess, if they were going
0: to get a sequel.
1: So there's that.
0: Yeah. Because in comparison, like we mentioned La La Land earlier, but I really like the end of La La Land. I think it's a very realistic ending. Um, and I think it's, it's an ending that makes a lot of sense for their characters, Mm -hmm. but it's not your traditional
1: I just didn't really like La La Land all that much.
0: I didn't love it. I thought I enjoyed it, but I didn't love the movie. But I liked the ending, and I thought uh-huh. the ending really made sense. I thought it was a, like a... Uh, it wasn't your traditional happy ending, but it worked for the characters, and it was a happy ending without being like a Hollywood happy ending. Mm-hmm. And I liked that a lot. And this kind of goes the more traditional Hollywood happy ending route. Yes, which, definitely. again, I, I think it's a
1: It's a Shakespeare comedy ending yeah. that ends with the two Leads getting together and everybody's happy and ecstatic and they all get married. Yep. It's great.
0: All of them get married. (laughs) Final verdict? Final verdict. Let's do it.
1: Now, uh, are you ready for your sentence? Sentence? But there must be a verdict first. Sentence first. Verdict afterwards. All right. So there were things that I both liked and did not like about both the book and the movie. Um, the book, as I said, was a little bloated., uh, there's a lot of characters, there's a lot of side plots, there's a lot of backstories. Um, and having read it, it almost feels like nothing happened, like I said. Um like a lot happens, but also like I could probably only point to a handful of major plot points. <laughs> yeah, um, so the movie was more fun and it was easier to follow. And it had that great Hollywood ending, like we said. Yeah. Um, however, to me, the book had way sharper teeth. It had more of that social commentary. Um, like there's one point in the book, I didn't mark it, I wish I had, um, where I think she's talking with Pete Lynn's father, who's maybe a little bit more serious than in he the is book. in the movie. Yeah,
0: because in the movie, he's a cartoon character. Yeah, he's, he's played by kinda, Ken Jeong, yeah, and he's, he's, he's kind silly. of a cartoon character. Um,
1: and they're talking about like real estate, um, because one of the things that is so impressive about his grandma's palace is is that it's on a huge piece of land. Yeah. And land is really valuable yeah. in Singapore because they're on, because an, it's island, all, they're not, on not an island and, and it's an all, island? like, super developed. Right. Like, so there's not a lot of land yeah. to work with. Yeah. Um, so they're sitting on this huge piece of land, which is part of what makes them so wealthy. Yeah. Um. And then they're talking about this and they're talking about, like, oh of these – great innovative developers that have built all of these amazing high-rise building. And then there's footnote and you follow it down to the bottom of the page. And there's a footnote about like one of the native people of Singapore. It was the, the Malay. I think. Yeah, it was. Well, that's
0: one of the yeah. things that the, the movie we talked about in the prequel that the Malay people were completely like left yeah. out of the film.
1: And so you follow it down to this footnote and the footnote says like, Um, it's about like the, the native, like home structures of the Malay people. And they live in these villages and it says like, and now due to these great developers, there's only one village left. Right. So like the, the social commentary, it's, it's, it's a little more biting, yeah.
0: Like the well, book. The has fact that there's like any. Teeth. Well, the fact yeah. that they're that's even like that's not a. Again, the, the movie uh, we mentioned that people commented on the fact that the movie completely glosses over not only commenting on anything like mm-hmm. that. It doesn't even include the like. Yeah. This this minority group in the movie like uh, supposedly there's like none of them in the film Mm -hmm. again i i don't know i have a hard time telling what you know but from what we read and when we talked about the prequel is that they were kind of completely unrepresented in the film when they make up a not you know yeah not insignificant portion of the population of singapore yet somehow all we see is um chinese singaporeans
1: um and not that it's like a huge element in the book but it is there. Yeah. And it's not there in the movie, at least not that I really saw. Yeah. um, And like I said, like a, a big part of what made the book interesting to me was the dive into how these old rich, super rich people run their lives. Yeah. um, And the... The way that they just look down on everyone, like there's the difference between the old rich and the new rich and the older generations and the younger generations. And like the Singapore Chinese hate the mainland Chinese and just like look down on them and they're horrible and like dirty and blah, blah, blah. Um, And the movie, I felt like kind of replaced that tension with a tension of like between like traditional Chinese values and like quote unquote new world American values, sort of Western. yeah. But that's um, what
0: the that's one of the big conflicts is with with the mom is between uh, following your passions, which yes. is like a very Western millennial yeah. thing to do, versus, versus like,
1: like family, family, and that sort um, of thing. Which to me felt maybe a little done. Yeah, um, and I I suspect that they did that. To open it up to maybe a more Western or Westernized audience feels
0: like it. Also, the an audience that is, yeah, maybe Western and also just a younger audience. Maybe mm-hmm. not younger, but an audience that, yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. A Western audience where that is is is, is something yeah. that we think but about.
1: But like to me not that anyone else has to feel that this way but to me that was just like it was just less interesting. Yeah. I feel like that's been maybe talked about a little bit more um than like what the book was doing. Yeah.
0: Well um, that would feel like my point. I if, if, if that would definitely I don't know if I would connect with it as much or if it, it would make as much sense to me, but it would definitely feel like a more – me if, if that was the discussion was between uh, sort of the mainland Chinese and traditional Chinese uh, – or Singaporean Chinese and the difference between the old and the new rich a little bit more and that sort of thing, that conflict would have felt like more of a look into this world yes. than – what I'm seeing feels like a westernized ver. Like I said, it, yeah, may it potentially it, it, feels yeah. like a more westernized version of that story. Yeah. Anyway, sorry.
1: Um, no, and I, I agree with you. I think it does. Um, so in this case, I'm going to have to give it to the book. Um, because while the movie was arguably more fun, um, I feel like it was a watered down version of what the book presented, which once you got past the soap opera cast of characters and all of their melodramas was deeply, deeply fascinating.
0: All right. Well, there you go. Crazy rich Asians. The book is better. According to Katie.
1: <laughs> well, we'll uh, see if anyone agrees with me. We'll
0: see. Uh, I guarantee you it's not as controversial of opinion as mine was on hitchhiker's guide. Um, fight me. But <laughs> um, no, uh, no, it was. Yeah, that was interesting. And I overall I, I actually did uh, enjoy the film uh, for mm-hmm. all my leftist critique aside. Uh, I did enjoy the film and I thought it was a, a well done movie and I'd be interested to see. I wouldn't be surprised if the sequels I could be wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised if the sequels take some more risks and have more mm-hmm. social commentary than the first one did. Um, I will yeah. say I'll be disappointed if they don't. Yeah. If they don't have a little bit more of a critique of uh, of 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 the wealth disparity of the the s- societal issues within Singapore and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, if those aren't present, I would be disappointed because I, I can see why you wouldn't do that. Maybe in your first movie, where you want to make sure that it's successful. Yeah. yeah. But it was successful. You're shooting two sequels. You can assume they're probably going to be pretty successful. You can maybe now put your message more in the film than Mm -hmm. maybe you could in the first one. Maybe they're not going to have a message. Maybe they're just, but I I think that would be interesting uh, if that was the case. So, all right, uh, before we get to what we're going to be doing next time, I'd like to remind you that as always, you can rate and review us on all of the podcast, uh, platforms where you listen to us. iTunes still trying to figure out stitcher. I don't know what's going on there. If you've been listening to us on stitcher, hopefully you migrated to a different platform. Uh, cause I will not update and I don't know what to do about it. Um, But uh, Spotify uh, A handful of other places Um, Rate and review us on there It helps us out a lot Uh, Spreads us around to more and more people Also you can follow us on all the social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram Goodreads You can get Katie's hot takes About Game of Thrones (laughs) On Twitter (laughs) That I co-sign She writes them I co-sign But yeah (laughs) Not that many hot takes, but we, she did comment there about were, it last night.
1: There were more hot takes last night.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, check us out on all social media. And uh, Katie, what are we doing next?
1: Up next, we are doing um, a Hitchcock film. Ooh. We are doing Rear Window.
0: I've never seen Rear
1: Window. You've never seen Rear Window? Which is
0: funny, as the films did. No, I have not. I've seen... Clips of I've Rear Window. I've seen a
1: movie that you've never seen. <laughs> I've seen
0: clips of Rear Window, but I've never seen the whole thing. I've seen parts
1: of it. Uh, but it, is, it is based on a short story. Yeah. Um, which is now also called Rear Window. It was originally called Something Else That Escapes Me at this moment but it is now called Rear Window Um, and I believe it is in the public domain so if you want to read it before we do that episode that's super easy for you
0: awesome alright well tune back in in two weeks for Rear Window uh, and in one week for our preview of Rear Window and our discussion of our poll of Crazy Rich Asians and whatever we're doing for learning things so that's what's coming up Uh, and then little bonus tease if you're still stuck around Lord of the Rings is coming
1: That's a summer series tease, everyone. Summer summer series tease.
0: Summer series tease. Uh, Last year, we did Harry Potter. This year, it's one of the other big ones. Lord of the Rings. So look forward to that um, in about a month or so. All right. Until that time, guys, gals, non-binary, and everybody else.
1: Keep reading books.
0: Keep watching movies. And and keep keep being awesome.
1: awesome.